Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. Welcome once again to Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. And I'm, I'm Jeremy Ambrose and I have with me Jovina Graham. Hello there. And today we're going to ask Bishop about mass etiquette. Because, I mean, it's been wonderful that this whole sense of community has begun to be developed in parishes and, and people really, really approach the parish as a community. However, sometimes now when you walk into the, you know, church to prepare yourself for mass, you know, everyone's talking and, and you know, it's a little bit loud and... And people, you know, just behave in a very relaxed way inside the church. So, Bishop, what do you think about this? Is is this right? It has been a significant change in Catholic uh, custom, if you like. Um, I'm sure many of us could remember back to times when there was a sense that uh, you didn't talk in church. You know, that, that the church was a holy place. The church was a place uh, where you pray and, and therefore... You, you don't talk in church and you still of course find that you might visit a church during the day and there might be just two or three people there and there is a whole sense this is a it's a house of god it's a house of prayer and therefore um you don't talk you know or if you do talk you need to talk it's always done in very hushed tones and not to disturb everybody everybody else um however we've noticed a change and maybe there are a number of reasons for that change i, I think Firstly, people generally in our society now take a more relaxed view of many things. They, they feel that we should be more casual about things, more relaxed and about things and not as strict and formal as we were once in the, in the past. So there's a general cultural tendency uh, along those lines. Uh, and also the, the, the fact is too, in, in some churches now, the Blessed Sacrament has been moved from uh, the centre of the church to maybe a side altar, um, even away from public uh, view or recognition, maybe even as a separate chapel being built on the side of the church uh, where the Blessed Sacrament is reserved. And, and that can also create the sense that the church doesn't, as it used to have, a central focal point. Um, if, if the tabernacle's not there, for instance, when people come into the church, uh, there's no need to, uh, to genuflect. Of course, we've always had the Catholic custom of as you enter the church, you, you go to the holy water, you bless yourself, you come to your seat, you genuflect, you acknowledge the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. Now, the Blessed Sacrament's not in a prominent and an obvious place in the church, then you can see how people would, would firstly realise they don't need to acknowledge the presence of the Lord. And uh, it can also lead to um, a sense, well, we're just here waiting for Mass to begin or the wedding to begin or whatever's going to happen in the, in the church. And so um, people can then just, that's a little bit like waiting for a football match to begin or something. You, you <laughs> just, we're waiting and so you're chatting. You chat to people and when the action starts, you stop chatting and pay attention to what's going on, you know. Um, and, and of course, as that's grown, even when the Blessed Sacrament is in the church, many people uh, have just adopted the attitude of, um, of the fact that, well, we're just waiting for, for Mass to begin. So there has been a, a cultural change. And I suppose we have to ask ourselves, uh, is this a, a good thing? 
Have we lost something because um, people now uh, are not so conscious of the church as a place of prayer and maybe not so conscious of the fact that the Lord is present in the Blessed Sacrament? All right. So we've talked about how we behave with our with our words and, and our bodies. How about how we dress for Mass? Should that be any different to go to the football match or daily life? Again, this is a question of our attitude to, uh, to what's going on at Mass. There can, again, be an attitude to say, well, you know, um, I'm, I, I'm just go as I would dress for going down the street to do the shopping or, or whatever. Um, we normally dress for appropriate to a particular occasion. So if you're, if you're just going down the shop to, to buy a loaf of bread, you, you might just dress fairly casually. If you're going to a, a party, you might dress up a little bit because you want to look nice and appropriate. Um, if you're going to a, a business meeting, you might dress more formally because it's going to be a formal meeting. So we, 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 we always dress according to what we perceive to be the significance of the occasion that we're going to attend. So I suppose we can ask ourselves, well, what is appropriate for Mass? Um, are we, can we just go, so we're going down the street, or can I, can I just dress in, um, in the way that, um, that I feel is very relaxed and casual and so forth? Or should I say, no, I'm going to Mass. This is an occasion of offering worship to God. This is um, a holy place. And therefore, no, I should dress up a little bit. You know, we used to have the, uh, the word, our Sunday best. You know, where That's people right. would, would have some clothes that they were their be very best. And the whole idea was, got to save the best for God. Uh, it's not just, it's not a fashion statement. It's an expression of our faith. And uh, I suppose it's a good question we could ask ourselves these days. Should we be um, a bit more conscious that when we go to Mass, we're going in the presence of God. We're going to offer our God our worship, our praise, our thanksgiving. And therefore, I will acknowledge the significance of what I'm doing by dressing more appropriately for that sort of activity. Okay, well, well, Bishop, another question that's come up is, what is the appropriate way for us to receive Holy Communion, for us to show the reverence towards the Lord as we approach to receive Holy Communion? People these days do um, find questions in, 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 in this, uh, on this topic. Um, as you know, the, the, the main custom practice here in Australia is that, that people will, will, will walk down maybe the centre aisle of the church, approach the priest who's distributing Holy Communion, and then they will um, uh, either do a couple of things. They'll, they'll, they'll either firstly maybe just come and put their hands out or open their mouth to receive on the tongue, um, without giving any formal recognition of uh, the real presence of, of receiving Holy Communion. The Australian bishops have, uh, have said that, that the way in which in Australia it would be appropriate for us to show reverence and respect for the presence of the Lord and the Blessed Sacrament that we're about to receive is to bow. Um, some parishes have adopted that, some, um, some groups haven't. But that's what the, the bishops uh, we had a discussion about it and they, they felt that there should be some sign, and the liturgy says there should be some sign given 
whereby we're showing reverence towards the presence of the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So a bow, uh, which can just be a moment of acknowledgement, I'm approaching the Lord. And the priest, of course, says, body of Christ. So if you like, just before we arrive, we bow in a recognition that we're about to receive the body of Christ. Also, there is a, there has been the custom, and there are customs in various places of people genuflecting. And some people f- feel, as we do when we enter the church, we genuflect to acknowledge the presence of the Blessed Sacrament in the tabernacle. And therefore, when we come, we genuflect uh, before we receive Holy Communion. Normally, it's recommended that you do it just prior to approaching the priest so you, you don't uh, delay things so the person before you is receiving Holy Communion you could just genuflect uh, just prior to coming to the priest. Uh, that's something that some people do. There are some people who, out of a, a sense of deep respect for the Eucharist, want to uh, to kneel to receive Holy Communion. I personally think we should respect all those uh, expressions of reverence. Some priests feel that it, it does delay the reception of communion. Some people can trip over the person because they're, they're kneeling and, and so on. Um, but I, I certainly think we should give respect for that. But in terms of the official approach that the, um, the Catholic bishops of Australia have taken on this question is to say that, there, yes, there should be some expression of reverence and that the, uh, the appropriate way of showing reverence in Australia is to give a bow before receiving Holy Communion. So just on the subject of receiving Holy Communion, Bishop, I know some people receive communion on the tongue, some on the hand. Is there any specific directive that one's right and one's wrong? As you're aware, the uh, the custom for, for many centuries has been to receive on the tongue. Um, in the changes in the liturgy since the Second Vatican Council, the, an older custom, which, was, which goes back to quite ancient times, of receiving communion in the hand was reintroduced. Um, not to the exclusion of receiving communion in the tongue, but really the church offers those two alternatives. So either alternative is appropriate and a person could select what they feel is more appropriate for themselves to receive on the tongue or to receive in the hand. And the church says both have equal uh, standing and both are appropriate uh, for Catholics in receiving Holy Communion. Oh, good. Thanks for clarifying that, Bishop Julian. Javina, I believe you're um, studying to be a doctor. So you're interested in, I'm sure you're interested in this particular question. There's a custom, I don't know if you're aware of it, it's uh, the custom of the, uh, on the feast of St. Blaise each year, of the blessing of throats. I don't know if you're aware of that. I uh, have heard of this, yeah. yeah. So this is a custom whereby the priest would actually, uh, during the Mass, invites people to come forward and actually has two lit candles that are crossed and, and can be joined together by a bit of ribbon. And they're placed under the throat of each person and St. Blaise is, um, is invoked to protect that person, to give that person strength uh, in, in their throat. It's a custom that uh, has an ancient origin. 
Um, St. Blaise was actually the Bishop of Sebast in Cappadocia in what is now modern Turkey. And uh, he was a martyr for the faith. But uh, one day, the story goes, that uh, he met a child who was choking with a fishbone uh, in, in his throat. And the, the, the saintly bishop uh, miraculously cured him. Uh, the year for that, by the way, was around the year 316. So uh, that particular miracle was recorded. And, and so St. Blaise has become the patron saint of, of, for throats and for, for, for needs of people who have sore throats or, or issues with their throat. And, um, and because his feast day is, um, is celebrated on the 3rd of February each year, now part of the ritual of the church, the, the, um, the, the actual liturgy of the church, is on the feast day of St Blaise that people can come forward and be prayed over invoking the name of St Blaise uh, for the well-being of their throats. Wow. Thanks, Bishop Julian. You've been listening to Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. For more episodes, visit credio.org.au.